is a publicly traded company exploiting the illness of one of its top television performers to make a dollar? Is the laughingstock of the NFL for the last 20 years poised to take over the reign of the big, bad patriots? And is cutting the middle of your ear out to make yourself look cooler the next big thing? These questions and more we answer tonight on the Loki and Jabroni Show. Welcome back once again to the Loki and Jabroni Show. As always, my name is Jabroni. I am Chris Burns, the redneck Adonis, the man of the hour of the Tower of Power, the man who is too sweet to be sour, the man in the box, the man who never wavers, is... Any focus. You forget your cue every goddamn week. It pisses me off sometimes, but... I forget my cue. Yeah, I know. I understand that. And conspicuous by his absence is the one and only Loki Michael Smith, suffering from a little bit of a back injury. We're not quite sure if he's going to make it, but in his place we have... uh, Silent but deadly Randy Orton in his chair. And, uh, man, let's just go go with you, man. What's on your mind this week? Um, well, the, a little, little sad news in the horror world. Mm. Um, John, um, Carl, John Carl Buchler just passed away from uh, pancreatic cancer. Mm. Um, he, did, he was a special effects guy. He did uh, Evil Dead. He did... Um, uh, bunch of other ones but he's most famous for directing uh personal favorite friday the 13th part seven. Oh wow and um he's actually the one that got um kane hotter who went on who's the only person to play jason more than once yes in uh, about four four films um he's the one who brought him on and i think created the best uh jason makeup up to that point okay so um there's a there is a, a gofundme for him um that was for his treatment, which is now just going to go towards his family because uh, uh, they racked up a huge amount of hospital bills. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Well, sad. I mean, pancreatic cancer, that's, that's, I hear that a lot lately, especially with, you know, this gentleman dying. And, of course, Alex Trebek, Alex Trebek. Uh, sometime yeah. last week was announced. Well, we had covered it last week. He announced it on Monday. We covered it on yeah, Tuesday. Stage, stage four. Yeah, that's rough, He's man. He's fighting it. Ugh. Oh, I, I, you know, cancer just fucking blows, man. Well, that's why they say fuck cancer. Yeah, well, cancer fucking blows. That's going to be our next t-shirt. Cancer fucking blows. Yes. And you'll get it right here at cafepress.com forward slash looking jabroni. <laughs> Shameless plug, since I have the time to do it. Um, what's on my mind? 19 days until the WrestleMania party at the deck, Westbrook, Connecticut. We're starting at 4. The main card starts at 7. Eddie's having palpitations. What, what was it? Was it the wings for you? All of it. I know wing, that Loki the wings, loves the, the wings. The chowder was amazeballs, man. Yeah. I don't, that seafood platter thing you got there. Yes, sir. Really good, so. Oh, my Lord. Won't be doing that again this year. That weighed me down something fierce. Dude, that's a lot of carbs, man. Yeah, but you know um, what? I enjoyed every <laughs> last delicious bite yeah. of it. And Tim, Louie, and the rest of the crew 
at the deck are waiting for us. We're going to have a good time. Tell your friends. If you know somebody who likes WWE, we're going to talk a little uh, WWE tonight. Chicken and Come seafood down. is not your thing. Uh, they had, like, uh, crazy steaks going on there. Steaks, uh, really the good. burgers are fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward. I-, I-, I picked out a burger last time. I hope I remember which one it is when I get there. We were there for SummerSlam in August. When we get back, I want to pick out that burger and just enjoy myself. I weighed myself down, man. If you get the if you go down there and you get that fisherman platter, A, you're gonna love it. B, you're not gonna leave your seat for the next six hours because it does. It weighs you down, but it's so delicious. Can't say enough good things about yeah. the food at the you'll, deck. You'll need to go upstairs to their outside area. Oh, so beautiful. To take in some air from all the delicious food. That's right, overlooking the then, beautiful Connecticut River. And come back and uh enjoy more wrestling. Now, quick question. The boats can come in and dock, and they can walk up, and they can come to the deck. Are they going to tax the river now? Are we going to have tolls on the river for the boats? Is that, uh, is that what we're leading into in this I day and age? No I don't know what they're going to do next. It's, it's fucking silly. Now they want to tax heating oil. Well, you know, um, there's a presidential candidate that is uh, talking about a, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a value-added tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about doing that. Oh, Jesus. So, and. That's federal, so that's in addition to the sales tax. You're oh, already fantastic! Paying. So you buy your you buy your hot dog from your favorite little eatery there. You're going to pay your six point three five or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then you're probably going to pay another like it's federal government, so ten. Oh Jesus! So or whatever. Well, it's it's going to come to the point where the government's just going to hand out food because none of our dollars that we make is going to mean a damn thing anymore. <laughs> Somebody's done that before. Who has? Tell me. Uh, Stalin? Oh, yeah. How'd that work out for him? It didn't. It didn't work out. Fucking communism. But, yeah, the, the whole tax thing, it's driving me nuts. I know it, um, coming up soon in Hartford, we record out of Connecticut. If you're watching us around the country, around the world, first of all, thank you for being here. Second, we're getting taxed out the ass in this state. Yes. It's fucking killing and me. The we we, thing we is, record out of Connecticut. The scary thing is we don't have it the worst. No. But look it up. Every time we turn around... Since uh, government, Governor Malloy Jr., otherwise known as Ned Lamont, who went on this platform of change and reform and all this bullshit, comes in and does exact same thing <laughs> as the last damn governor. Yeah, they, Even better! They said they were, he was going to do it. Oh, of course. And, I, again... And you know what? This toll thing... Here's the thing, too. This toll thing's not going to bring in a lot of jobs, either. Mm-hmm. They're all electronic. Of, of course. There's not going to be any toll booth people or stuff like that. You know, so I was having a conversation with my friend Bruce. Unfortunately, um, I, I took a car ride with Bruce on Friday, which I will not speak of here. I'll just tip my hat. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, he's been a friend of mine for a long time. He's family. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we were talking about the tolls. And they're proposing every, what, 12 miles on these highways. Except 395, ironically. Right. Which which is good for me, but fuck oh, everyone course. else. Yeah, works fuck everyone else. So you have this system where no matter what interstate you get on, you're fucked. Route 2, kiss a dick. 84, kiss a dick. 91, hey, kiss a dick. Um, 95, well, of course, 95. But I remember back in the day when I first came to this well, great state. There was a toll at the beginning of the state. There was a toll on the Mohegan Pequot Bridge. There was a toll in Plainfield. There were, you know, just, and I'm just thinking of the major roadways here. I, I want to say there was a toll somewhere outside of Waterford 
give or take, uh, right? You know the spot. I, I think around Flanders. Or yeah. Flanders Thank you. Four corners there. There were tolls, but it was thirty-five cents, thirty change in, move along. As, as you know, and then they did away with them. Yeah, that's when they started the gas tax. What? What? The, <laughs> that's what the gas tax. Was I know. For. Now what they're telling me is, well, if you don't, they're going to send you a bill. Good fucking luck. Great. You can't register your car. You'll pay your toll bills. It's right. It's more extortion. It's exactly. More theft. Because say it again. It's taxation is theft. Exactly. One thousand fucking percent. But you know, yeah. we got from the deck talk- to tolls, and I don't know. Yeah, federal government that takes like four trillion dollars a year. Still no enough money. Yeah, I mean, how much fucking money do you... How about you stop misspending the money that everybody else has paid people, already? People need to accept realities. These these pensions, whatever the fuck Connecticut's trying to fix, mm-hmm. they're not getting paid. No. It was never a sustainable model. Nope. You need to eat it. You need to sell them off privately. Yep. You, that's what they're, that's all they're trying to do. They refuse to, like, give up on the fact that it's failed. Sorry. Yeah, some people are going to lose money, but... What else can you – that's what they'll say. What else can we do? How about not misspending? How about not giving yourself a raise when it's unwarranted? How about not just appropriating funds for the wrong thing? Yeah. How about not getting paid at all? I don't think you should get paid at all. Well, but you know that's how I feel. I do. <laughs> I know. I, I disagree slightly. I do believe it's a job. You should get paid. What I don't believe is that should, they should get paid so exorbitant – it's not supposed to be a career. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at some of these politicians and what they make, it's like, what do they really do? Well, actually, just the other day, freaking Blumenthal was up by my way there. Sorry. Crying about some bridge project that got canceled because uh, Trump's cutting funding to... Don't blame it on... Oh. Like, well, if the state wasn't so fucking broke because everybody's moving, yeah. you can fix your own goddamn bridge. Exactly. Chris Murphy can walk all over this goddamn oh, state all Murphy. he wants. No, I'm, and that's where I'm going. D- doesn't he can walk, live in Connecticut. He can walk all over the state all he wants with his little tan baseball cap and his gimmick shorts and whatever. What has he done to improve the state? Nothing. What did Blumenthal do to improve the state? Well, I suppose you could, some of the stuff he did as attorney general, I guess you give him credit for, but... Horseshit, horseshit, and horseshit. As a representative. I don't buy it. I don't buy it today. I don't Murphy, buy it tomorrow. Murphy pisses me off because Murphy is not even a... He's not, he's not a Connecticut native. He's from New York. Well, all right. I don't buy the whole native thing. If you live a certain amount of time and you're a resident, I get it. Yeah, you know, I get it. You shouldn't be a representative, like, first-year resident. George Bush is the first one, the dead one. Is listed as being from Texas when he was inaugurated. He grew up here. Well, he was born here. Yeah. Yeah. Spent a butt ton of his life here. So, so was W. Yeah. And where are they listed so, as? Why, why is he the only one with a with a southern accent? I don't know. Jeb kind of has that smooth talking New York gimmick going oh, on. Jeb. Fuck Jeb. Lukewarm Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> Like a, he's like that that one flavor of Jello that stays in the cupboard nobody makes. Wow, what, what flavor would that be? Because oh, pineapple or fucking. Uh, I mean, there's not a flavor of Jello I won't eat. Seriously? Mm. Oh, you're oh, oh. Jello's the shit, and there's always room for Jello, motherfucker. Ugh. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um, I, I don't have much on my mind beyond the deck, so I guess we should just dive right in. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to give you three doors. And you're going to choose door number one, door number two, or door number three. I wish we had some game show music right now so you could choose. Hang on. Let me call someone. What <laughs> door should I use? No, there's no dial-a-friend here. Oh. Door number one. Let's go two. 
Door number two. Okay, in case you guys have been living under a rock and you're not a sports fan, Ed, you might want to sit this one out. This will be the solo crackola right here. Actually, I'll have you know I, fi- I filled out uh, – You fill work. out a March Madness bracket? At work. There's a $5 buy-in, and uh-huh. yes, they're doing it. I filled it out. Who'd you have winning? Who'd I have winning? Yeah. Uh, Michigan. The fuck is wrong with you? What? Duke. No. Duke. Go with Michigan. Never go with Michigan. I'm going Michigan. That's just bad for business. I'm going Michigan all the way. Anyway, and guys, in case you've been living under a rock, and if you're an NFL fan, you've noticed that the Cleveland Browns are making moves. Last year, when they drafted Baker Mayfield, they went forward. I mean, everything moved in the right direction for them. You're talking about an 0-16 team twice. And then they win, what, four or five games last year. Now they're making some really, really good moves with Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Jalen Strong, Devontae Mays. Not, with the exception of Odell Beckham Jr., these aren't top of the barrel. These are those guys like the Patriots would go after. Guys that are underutilized in the systems that they were in, in Green Bay, in Buffalo, in Tampa, wherever they were. And you bring them into the system, you make them a unit. And that's the Belichick way. So I'm not quite sure who Cleveland's coach is right now. We could probably Google machine that. But they're taking a page out of Bill's book. And they're well, they're going to be good. Well, here's the thing. Go ahead. You have to. Okay, so what He's is, the genius. Belichick and Brady got maybe one year left. I mean, they keep talking about See, it. See, it's but. funny. Two years ago when the uh, Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl and we went over who we thought was the GOAT, I said then he's got two years left. Well, here we are two years later. He's got another ring. He's talking about playing another two years. Ugh. You you just can't count so, that train out. Well, let's let's say the Sagar Mead does. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not stupid. They need to position themselves to take that spot because it's good. We've talked about this. It's going to be a whole new Patriots. Of course. You know, there's not the dynasty is going to have. I don't know if it's, it's not Castles over. Castles crumble, man. It's not over, but there's going to be a soft reboot. Sure. Like you know? the like the Yankees um, coming out of the 90s and into the mid-2000s, right. there was that soft underbelly, and then they came up strong again. Now we're in that soft underbelly again in New York. Because there might also there might also be some players just like, oh, I don't know, without Brady, I don't think we got it. They might go to other teams or whatever. And, you know, so the, another team needs to position themselves. Like we need to find that formula that the Brady-Belichick dynamic had. Well, it's funny you say it like that is because in the last couple of years, I thought Kansas City was that team. The problem with Kansas City and this, I said it to Nathan Hunt when I interviewed him on the tour bus some two years ago, and Kansas City went on an incredible one run, went to the playoffs, unfortunately didn't cash in. And he said, I believe they're, they're doing all the right things. And since then, that was 2016, they've stayed consistent. They're not improving. They've stayed consistent. They improved, and then they kind of plateaued. Cleveland is on the hunt right yes. now. Their defense is always good. Even when, you know, in the, in the crap years, the 0-16, it doesn't not, the defense doesn't lose a game by itself. The offense is expected to score points. Mm-hmm. If you can't score points, you're going to lose. The defense didn't lose those games by themselves. And if you look since 2009, and I don't have the list, but it is 16 quarterbacks deep. Think about that. That is 10 years, 16 quarterbacks deep that Cleveland has gone through 
since 2009 trying to find a combination. You can't just blame it on the quarterback. You can't blame it on the defense. You can't blame it on their shit kicker from a year ago who missed four, like the guy in Chicago. Like, you know, all teams have a bad day. Cleveland's had a bad 20 years. Yeah. The moves they're making, and it started by drafting Baker Mayfield, they're making the moves to get to the top. They're doing what other teams should be looking at. They're not even doing what the Patriots did. They drafted well, which the Patriots historically have not. They did, you know, they're doing what the Patriots do now is they're taking like the Island of Misfit Toys from every other team and saying, you're underutilized. We've seen your potential. Come on over, play with us. They're, they're basically taking the players that, you know, you and mm-hmm. Pokey are like, sure. why aren't they doing this? Why don't they have this? And at this point, like you said, it's 20 years of hell. Hell. So they're probably like, we got nothing to lose. Let's listen to the opinions. Sure. Now, there's a call coming in from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Should I plug him in? I don't have the gimmick. Sorry, not sorry. Green anyway, Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't know anybody in Green Bay. If I know anybody in Green Bay, Wisconsin, chime in on the YouTube gimmick and uh, let me know who you are. Maybe I'll find the gimmick and plug you in. Uh, going back to that statement. You know, you look at teams that draft incredible every year, and Cleveland has had the number one pick for, cripes, I don't know, seven, eight years running. Mm-hmm. They filled in certain holes. And now I just want to point at Odell Beckham, who is a superstar from the New York Giants. He He's widely and publicly known. He has commercials. He has endorsements. He's all this stuff. If when the Giants came up with that trade and Odell looked at it and took up the little contract and said, Cleveland, Fuck that, I'm not going. He has every right. It's in his contract. Odell Beckham knows something as a football player that many of us don't. So he took it. He went to Cleveland. Then you look at Kareem Hunt, who I believe was with Kansas City not long ago. You look at, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, Jalen Strong was with the Titans. Um, Devontae Mays was with Green Bay. Powerhouses. And they're all going to Cleveland. Why? They know something we don't. It kind of raises the question, and I, I heard this on SportsCenter on Monday morning, is Cleveland the odds-on favorite to win the AFC this year, taking down the almighty reign of God and Jesus themselves, as in Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? Are we looking at the dawning of the new era right now? Maybe not now. I think they're positioning themselves for the future. I don't doubt it, because <clears throat> when you look at, again, when you look but, at the AFC, there's New England. There's Kansas City, and then there's everybody else. Cleveland is wanting to get themselves out of everybody else status and put themselves on that upper echelon. And I think they can do it. Not this year, but they can do it. Unless. Yes. Unless the, the Brady-Belichick dynamic doesn't work this coming year. Mm-hmm. That puts them in a position to pull ahead. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's strategy. So you're thinking New England could crumble from within rather than, well, we lost Belichick, we lost Brady, all hope is lost. It's possible. It's happened. Yeah. Uh, it, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. A lot of football. So it, it, it's more likely to happen that way than how many players walk away on top, really? Very few. Uh, John Elway, Peyton Manning, um, cripes, I can't think of, David Ortiz. Yeah. Um, very few, very few. Most of them, they get to the point where it's like, all right, if I get any worse, right, I'm going to leave as the worst player. In the I don't want to get released. I'm going to go out on my own terms. Well, not even released. It's like you go in. What does he always say? You're only as good as your last. You're season. only as good as your last season. So, like, thank you for remembering that. So, 
Michael Jordan said this, like, I, I want to leave when I'm up here. But he didn't. Not when I get older and go down. He came back, though. He came That's back, that. and instead of being, you know, up here, he was even six notches below. He was better than 60% of the league. Yeah, but he but wasn't for where he him, was. Exactly. For him, being sixty, being better than 60% of the league means 40% was ahead of him. Yeah. And I'm sure that bothered him. But that's what happens when you take time off to play baseball. Yeah, well. And then you can't stop gambling. Well, you know. You know? They, no, no disrespect to MJ, but he had some, cost he had some you weaknesses. A lot. You know? it, it does. Everybody so, has weaknesses. Anybody who says they don't, they're a fucking liar. Yeah, so, I mean, look at entertainment. Look at some of the actors. Like, look at Al Pacino. We'll take Al Pacino as a perfect example. Bring it. Okay, Oscar-winning actor. Mm-hmm. Now he just yells all the time. <laughs> Let's keep it real. I mean, you look at the Godfather films, he's calm, cool, mm-hmm. yelled a couple times. But now he's all, hey! You know, yeah, you know? Son of a Woman and Devil's Advocate started that whole thing. Yeah, that, that's the Pacino they want. That's Pacino now. That's not the insane. Pacino I want. No. I want that quiet, brooding, he makes you care, he makes you respect him, he makes you fear. Yeah. So, same thing with people like De Niro now. You know, right. Top of their game. Now they're just like, fuck Trump. Right? You know? well, fuck so, De Niro. You know? So that's why like, like Daniel Day-Lewis is retiring on top. Mm-hmm. He's a perfect example. So players, same thing. They do, here's the thing. I think all men, period, are like this, where they don't want the world to watch them decay. I'll buy it because generations come and go. So let's say, God forbid, something happens to us, we die early. Right. Then the kids are just like, they see the Brady on the decline. Wow, this guy fucking sucked. I don't understand why daddy daddy liked this guy. But they didn't see everything that came before it. Exactly. They read about it. You know, think think of. uh, And you and I know stats can be fluffed. Sure. So you you and I are big music fans. Think of an artist that was huge, like top of the mountain Jones. And. The more they put out albums, the more they were just repetitive. They started to get like weenie, wussy. I can think right now. I was just listening. Guns and to, Roses. Well, that took two albums, but I buy it. Yeah, I mean, Guns and Roses. After I think, I think Use Your Illusion Two was okay, mm-hmm. but the stuff came out afterwards. I loved Billy Joel. Loved me some Billy Joel, but mm-hmm. everything after '89. Just became lighter, softer, uh, soft rock. Uh, when you want all the hits, you listen to Magic One Hundred Two Point Three, yeah. and and it led off with River of Dreams or Re- Middle of the Night or whatever the fucking song was. Yeah. Well, you lose your edge, and again, if Billy Joel had gone out in '89, mm-hmm. perfect. But and I get it when you go see an act like Billy Joel. I'll even throw Kiss in the mix. Kiss hasn't had a hit in God knows how long. They still put on great bombastic rock and roll shows, but it's nostalgia for nothing else. And I love Kiss. I'm I'm sitting here (laughs) throwing the knife in the hearts of the four gentlemen on that stage. Speaking of. Oh, dear God in heaven, here we go. Slight divert. Speaking of musical uh, nostalgia. Go ahead. Coming to the Mohegan Sun. Kiss. Saturday night. Kiss, yes. Um. A, a new group spawned from a group that you will know is familiar. The, okay. name, the name of the group is, I'll, let's see if you can pick it up. This name of the group, R-B-R-M. R-B-R-M. It's spawned off from another group, which has spawned other groups and solo artists. Oh, my That you Lord. and I both like. R-B. And there was a movie about. R-B-R-M. You got me. 
Roddy, Bobby, Ricky. Mike, Are you shitting me? Roddy, Bobby, Ricky. Yes, it's basically Ooh. Belle Biv DeVoe with Bobby Brown uh-huh. that formed their own little group. And Why can't they call – okay, see, now here we're going to get into the – we were talking about the Cleveland Browns. Actually, that ship has sailed. We've said enough um, about Cleveland. But I, I totally agree, Cleveland. I think Cleveland's being smart in summary. I, I, I want to go back yeah. to RBRM before we close the door on Cleveland. Why can't they just call themselves New Edition? Is there some sort of legality? Is there no. red tape, legal tie-up? Those are – that's New Fucking Edition. Well – yeah, I don't think you can because Ralph Trasvan at least is not in it. He's yeah, always, and, when, he's and he been, left and Johnny Gill came in. I get the whole... No, no, no. Bobby left and Johnny Gill. Jimmy Schnabitz, whatever. Ralph's always been there. Ralph has always been the front man. Does Ralph own the name? It. No, I don't think it's a matter of ownership. It's just not new edition. Okay. It's, it's Bell Bib DeVoe with, with, with Bobby Brown. Some argue that Kiss, who was playing at Mohegan Sun to a sold-out concert this Saturday night, March 23rd, is not Kiss because it's only Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley from the original group. Uh-huh. But they've survived for 40 years with multiple lineup changes. Uh, Pink Floyd still tours the world. It's David Gilmore but, and backup band. Come on. But you can call Kiss. yourself, in my opinion, if you have four of the five original members, new edition. If you have two of the four original members, you can call yourself Kiss. If you are one of... I don't know how many people were in Pink Floyd, 75. Every time I've gone and seen them, it's like the endless parade of musicians. <laughs> now do Chicago. They still call – exactly. <laughs> Chicago, Menudo, Pink Floyd. David Gilmore is running around the country calling himself Pink Floyd, but it's David Gilmore and backup band. Yeah. I think RBRM has every right to call himself New Edition. I think Kiss is, of course, going to call themselves Kiss. I can't think of any other well, band, really. The, Bobby, Johnny, and Ralph did a trio – and they called themselves heads of state once. Okay. And they performed that way. I, I, I think new. I think they only do the new edition when when all at least five of them are together because Bobby's always flaky. But well, of course, I think He's Bobby Brown. Yeah, but Bobby, I you think, can't get past that. But I, well, it's like Belle Biv DeVoe. They stayed together. They weren't new edition. They were Belle Biv DeVoe. And it had totally new sound. No, wait a minute. I thought the guys in Belle Biv DeVoe were from New Edition. They are, but they didn't call themselves New Edition. No, 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 no. They went and they did their own thing. They and, went and a whole new sound Correct. on top of it. So Correct. They did the Motown Philly bit, not the Boston. Well, that was Boys <laughs> to Men. <laughs> Whatever. It's all the same. Boys to Men, ABC, BBD, East, East Coast, Coast family, family, right? <laughs> Closing the door on Cleveland. But before there was an East versus West shit. Right. They weren't a part of that. Cleveland, going to be a contender this year. Maybe not quite taking over the reins. Really but look out, man. I'm giving them four years before they find themselves in the ASC championship. Whether they win it or not, don't know. But mark my words, within four years, Cleveland is going to go to the AFC championship. I think they'll be underestimated this year, and they're going to surprise some people. Absolutely. I don't doubt it. All right, Eddie, you got two doors to choose from. Left. you got door number one and door number three. Come on. You can do this. I don't know. Oh, man. What's a better? I know what the doors are. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm thinking, what's as a producer, what's a better climax? Let me, let me. Okay, go. Let's talk about the, let's just talk about the fucking ears, man. All you right. Door is, number three. Because I got, I got this photo ready to go, so. <laughs> Guys, the photo that Eddie is putting up, this is called conch removal. C-O-N-C-H. Like the shell. It is the piece, if I can take my gimmick off, of your ear that sits in the middle. And Actually, I know some of them. Some of them are more up top, 
I did see the lobe there. Yep. I think, well, some people are removing their gauges uh-huh. and just leaving the hole. They're stitching the well, hole. Here's the thing. Years ago, the whole gauge and the earlobe thing became hot. And I'm watching this, and my, my nephew, Travis, has these. And I, I look at him, I'm like, dude, you're mutilating yourself. Well, calls me Gunkel, has since he was little. It, it's a family thing. He said, well, Gunkel, you have tattoos. Isn't that mutilation? I'm like, no, because I can actually run my hands over my skin. And you know what it feels like? Skin. It, the, the more you make these Coke can gimmick things in your ears bigger, they look like punching bags. So when you're 60, you're holding that grandbaby. That grandbaby decides wants to be Rocky Balboa. Or eventually we're going to have a president in, say, 2045, 2050 that's going to have earlobes down to their nipples. Now you have to explain to people, why, why does the president have earlobes down to their well, nipples? Because right. they mutilated their fucking body to get it. Because at one point, it was cool as shit, wasn't it? Yeah, by then, by then everybody looked like that. Why don't you just cut all your fucking fingers off? Wouldn't what, that be cool? What, what you just I had a get, fucking mitten. What I don't get is that the dead center cut, if, like folks are watching on the image of this dead center cut. You have the image cut, up? Yeah. There's, okay. There's dead center cut here, which... If you know anything about sound, this collects the sound that you hear. Oh, I read up on this. Hold on. Like, th- this is going to, th- you can't this tell gonna me. This is going to be another beer. You can't tell me that this doesn't affect what you're hearing. Okay. I, no. I don't believe it. Now, the thing I read, and this was from the Sun out of uh, London, England, where this trend is starting to form. There was a doctor that says, well, once the ear gets used to not having the sound being caught by the conch, everything will be fine. You shouldn't have to worry about hearing loss. Okay, fine. Look, I'm a guy who suffers from hearing loss, and I have both my ears. I'm not Mick Foley. I have both my ears. I suffer from hearing loss in my left ear to the tune of about 75%. Ask anybody who sat to the left of me anywhere, Eddie included, at the Super Bowl party where he's six inches from me watching Patriots Falcons saying something to me, and I'm nothing. Yeah get me on my right and i'm like huh what oh yeah okay yeah cool i'm Rock sure on. i'm sure you'll be able to hear but the sound's gotta it's gotta be distorted in some way uh, it's because you know, it's moving past the it's a new now. thing I, I would like to revisit this in maybe six weeks where a doctor will chime in but what i don't want as the father of a daughter and a stepdaughter upstairs is for my daughter to bring home somebody or my stepdaughter to bring home somebody who if they get on a roller coaster or a bicycle become a human fucking whistle Hey, Logan, would you like to go on the roller coaster? Sure, yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> I see what it's you did there. Fucking stupid. Why would you, again, uh, there's nothing, no trend, no fashion, no woman, n- n- no amount of money. Well, let me I, rephrase that. No amount of regular people money that would entice me to cut the center portion of my ear out. I guarantee, I, for some reason, I guarantee you guys that do this are going to get laid a lot. Oh, right now? I, I don't know why. This you know is, what's going to happen when they're thing. old? What keeps growing as you get older? Your ears, your nose. Yeah. So they're going to have these big satellite dish freaking holes. Good job. You're not thinking about the future. You're thinking about a trend. I, I'm going to walk. I'm going to be like, hey, Grandpa, I'm going to walk up. 
and I'm gonna hang my drying shirt like right, right off his ear. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> like, can I put this here? While Grandpa's second? sleeping, you put a zip tie. <laughs> In his fucking circle right there. Ryan Springer fucking... chimes in. Do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to the floor? Oh, my God. Nice. Uh, That's the kind of stuff we need here right here on the Logan's Bar Show. You know what you do? Show. You wait till like, Thanksgiving uh, morning when the three grandpas fall asleep in the chairs. <laughs> and you zip football, them all together. You tie them all together. <laughs> and then you get behind them and you scream, oh, my God, he did it. Like, oh, even up. better. You zip time to the chair, so as you scream that and they get up to run, their feet come out, their ass hits the floor, oh, now they're God. broken hip Jones. <laughs> First of all, Loki and Jabroni show do not encourage this kind of behavior. If you cut your ear but... out, yes, we do. Oh, Jesus. Horse shit to the... Ma- Where is is it? Is it this one? Horse yep. Yep. shit. All right. Oh, wait. Continuing on. turn it off. I mean, honestly, it's just another stupid trend. I mean, I... Honestly, I thought, honestly, like, speaking of tattoos, I thought the head-to-toe tattoo thing was crazy. You know, lots of people do it. I'm with you. And I'll say this because nobody wants to walk into a lawyer's office or a bank. I, a doctor, well, as long as you can fix me up, I don't give a shit if you got that big Corey Graves neck tattoo. Oh, those, like, creep me out. Or, I um, I'd never let anyone close to my throat with a needle. See, I, same. But um, uh, just in a couple short weeks is the Eternal Flame and the Goddess of Love's birthday, and I've arranged for her to get. She always wanted one of those either on the side of the ear or behind the ear tattoos. It's already arranged. Go see Dave Klovelik. It's Sublime Inc., Groton, Connecticut, former sponsor of the show. Still love the guy. By the way, Dave, tattoo looks great. I'm healed. It's all good. Oh, that's mutilation. No, it's not mutilation, motherfucker. I can still, <laughs> you know, when, it was, when the ink was coming up in clumps, yeah, I would have bought that, but... Oh, yeah, the ink. Yeah, you remember that? Get out of my fucking house. Anyway, <laughs> but I just don't get it. You want to make a statement? Cutting the inside of your ear out is not it. When I was, I want to say 16, I got got my earrings for the first time. Uh, my dad lost his shit. And here I am at 46. My ears aren't drooping to the floor. I'm not, I haven't gotten cancer. I haven't, the, the one thing my dad worries about, and I'm going to say this, is a direct quote. People who wear earrings are fags. Keep in mind, I was 16 in 1987. So, that was the... Do you think he wouldn't say that today? Oh, I think he would say it yesterday. Yeah. I think he would say it next week. Yeah. But, the thing is, you know, the trends are going to happen. Whether it's the hair, the clothes, the whatever. And there's a lot of trends that have gone on in the last 10 years that I've rallied against, but I see it now. And I say, I get that. Um, The faux hawk. Hated it. But you want to do it? Do it. Didn't hurt me. Didn't hurt you. Uh, if you wanted I used to, to have uh, one. There, there was the <laughs> girls who used to do the um, the dermal piercings, which, again. They still do. Yeah. That's but, the whole thing. Okay, fine. I had, I had a friend with them, uh, one here, like three. Sure. Um, young yeah. lady I knew had them uh, on, down through here on the uh, collarbone. Fine. Do your thing. It's not like you're expanding your body, like with these Coke can gauge fucking things. Every yeah, time I, I see one, I worked with a guy named Luke about two years ago, and I would wait for him to be sitting down, and I would take a padlock and sneak up behind him and clip. Like, when you're ready to take those out, I'll give you the combo. Done. And we had fun, and it was, I just told him, I was like, this is going to be stupid. Someday you're going to regret this. And I see some people. Around town, go to go down to your local Walmart at any particular point in time. When they take these gauges out for whatever reason to clean them, 
to get a new one, to make sure the next big neon green fucking hockey puck that they put in their ear is, is awesome. All you see is three inches of just this skin. It doesn't look much different than this shit, really. I don't like... think, and, and, and if there's a doctor in the house, tell me I'm wrong. Does your earlobe go back to normal, or does it just fucking hang there for the rest of your life? Because believe me, in 2045, I'll say this now. If there's a president who's got those big cocaine things in his ear, ladies and gentlemen, President Smith. No offense to Loki. That's his last name, but it's a very common name. And he's got those cocaine things. He's got the suit and tie, a faux hawk, and gauges. I'll be the one that assassinates the president. I'll be the first presidential assassination attempt and or successful guy since either Oswald or Mark David Chapman. I'm going to be that guy because hell no, I'm not going to let some punk with a tattoo up to his fucking chin and gauges this big. I don't give a shit how smart he is. You're representing all of the people, not just your fucking snowflake, liberal, bitch-ass friends, whatever. I knew this was going to be a hot topic. Son of a bitch. I have. I want nothing to do with that assassinating a president, just putting it out there. Look at that picture, though. Look at it. Yeah. It's if a, you have a well, friend remember, who does this, remember, zip tie his ears well, or hers. Four or five years ago, that trend started where people are giving themselves horns and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, under the skin. Yeah, installing the yeah. whatever it was and and um giving Fucking themselves stupid uh, as shit. Giving themselves fangs, like mm-hmm. actually installing yeah. fangs and stuff like you that. You know you know who can get away with that? David Heath. Do you know who David Heath is? Remember doing uh Constitution State Wrestling number one? Gangrel. Yeah. You know why? Because he makes a living playing a vampire. Yeah. That's okay. If you work at your local quick, give me a job, any job. Grocery store. Grocery store. Do you think I want to walk up to the line and put my stuff down, doot, doot, and look up and say, you see the name tag says Lestat, and he's got fucking things? Hell no. I kind of do it. That sounds cool. Dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Having said that, I'll never walk into my job dressed as Batman. I knew that was coming. I'll never walk into my job dressed like Shawn Michaels or Gene Simmons. However, comma, I will say that the way you present yourself makes a world of difference. And believe me, you guys are 20, 26 now, whatever. There's people that when you go in for those jobs, are going to say, nope, we, we have a policy. And then you know what the libs are going to cry? Oh, that's discrimination. You can't do that. Yes, we can. It's in, the, it, it's in our policy. It's in our written Rules right here. Basically, our constitution, if you will, for each job, that says you have to present yourself a certain way. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if a guy gets elected president and he's from the shoulders to the wrist, tattooed Jones. I don't give a shit if he's tattooed on his chest, his legs, his ankles, wherever. When you put that suit on and you assume that role, whether it's president, governor, bank manager, what have you, look the part. I'm tattooed. I have several friends that are tattooed. I know several people all over this great country tattooed. Ryan Springer right there. Um, he comes in with, they slowly grow back, but you can get it stitched. Well, look, more money you've spent for nothing. Thank you. I don't care. Look the part. There's no, there's no, if I ever got into so much trouble that I need to go find a lawyer and I walked in 
and they got Coke can gauges and Mohawk Jones and tattoos up around their ears and on their face and across their forehead. It says loyal or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go down the street to uh, Marky Salamone and Morelli. They'll get the job done. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. I'm not listening to you. Because then you now you have to go in front of a judge. And heaven forbid if I ever showed up in front of a judge with gauges and tattoos, I'd be like, you know what? Just put me under the fucking jail. There's nowhere for me to go. Yeah. Because I'm going to disrespect you from the moment I see you. I, again, yes, judge people on the inside, not on the outside. But, hey, it's what you present. First impressions. It's what you see first. Mean, exactly. I first mean, impressions mean everything. And if it's cool for you to hang out at the vape shop with a fucking ring in your nose and 40 piercings in your ears and these big fucking gauges, enjoy. The rest of your life is going to be spent working at Taco Bell or on some construction site. I mean, let's keep it real. People judge books by their cover. Of course. That's just reality. Of course. Well, yeah. real books, not really, but... Any book. doesn't matter. I don't know. I judge it by what the words are inside, but half of these idiots who put Coke cans in their ears probably couldn't read a book. But honestly, if you're buying a book, like, you're like, I want something new to read, you're... 80% of the choices from the cover. Nope, I'm nonfiction Jones. I'm all I'm all like that's, reality. That's different. You're looking for specific topics. Exactly. I, so. Again, I haven't read fiction in 20 years. Although I did download a great book on Audible, um The Demon Next Door, which is uh, a blend of fiction nonfiction. I'll have to uh, like send true you the link. Crime stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's have it, it's based on a true story, but it's uh fictionalized to make the story juicier. Can't wait to start it. I, I actually just, just started an Audible. So did I. Yeah. Within the last week. It's great. I, yeah, because there's like a shitload of nonfiction books I want to read. Right. But I, I don't want to read but them. But you, you know me. So. I, I love to read. But, you know, those long car drives that I do every freaking day, you know, sometimes it gets to you. I listened to uh, Chris Jericho's last book on Audible. Fantastic. I, there, there are books that I've wanted to read. Can't find them in my area. Download them. Boom done it, yeah, it's so I, awesome there's a couple books i wanted to cruise through that i don't want to sit down and read because they're kind of long uh the politically incorrect guide to american history and uh basic ex economics right riveting titles. well the next one i want to get and i'm waiting until he narrates the book himself is ben shapiro's new book which just hit today i saw the uh thing oh come yeah, up. yeah yeah and then he just released uh the right side of history which i'm looking forward to um, I've never read any of his books. I don't always agree with Ben Shapiro, but lately, brother's been making sense. He, yeah, he's. It's funny about him. He's had a. I don't know how to describe it. He almost had an awakening. I mean, on foreign policy, he's still dead wrong. <laughs> do tell, do tell. I, I, I would say it to his face, he's still dead wrong. He's dead wrong about everything. I'd love to have you. You know what? I know I'm chasing a guest for May seventh, which is our two hundredth episode. What, what if you, in your free time, what little of it you have when you're not chasing zombies, writing books, or producing the best music podcast ever, which hopefully this week you guys will hear, My Journey with Music, what if you tried to chase down Ben Shapiro using your focused powers just to oh, get him geez. for a half hour? I, I could try, but I doubt it. I've tried, but I don't think when he reads my... Uh, Twitter yeah. gimmick well, that he, comes honestly, off as he only really I think he only really reads blue check marks at this point because he has so much he has so many followers for one and he had so much anti-semitic trash thrown at him and that's a problem you know so he just kind of tuned it out 
Like I just watched his latest speech and he was reading a critique, mm-hmm. like a like a website that was like anti Ben or whatever. Yep. And like first, one of the first things is Ben Shapiro espouses espouses authoritarian. Uh, how they put it? Uh, Christian conservative authoritarianism. As a Jewish man, and he just kind of stopped and he was like, he just bowed his head and he's just like. As a Jewish man, yeah, I, I've noticed that in everything he does, he's got his he's an Orthodox yarmulke Jew. on. He's an Orthodox Jew. Every live appearance, every uh, the best one I saw recently was the girl who tried to call him racist, and he says, "Can you name to me one thing I ever said that was racist?" She started spewing some bullshit, and he says, "Okay, that's fine. Yes, I did say that. That was also ten years ago. It was yeah, a he paper." Responded to all of those, and he was like know, a kid. Tell me something I said that was racist. And the person walked away, and he addressed it. He goes, well, since you're walking away, I guess you don't want to continue the debate. I've already won. Boom. Yeah. Done. Oh, yeah, people people call him a Nazi. It's like, buddy. What the fuck? Yeah. Jesus, what is wrong with people? It's like, or or somebody, like, somebody you try to call him a Nazi, and he's like, well, then you're a Nazi sympathizer. He's like... He's, he just responds with, dude. <laughs> That's a funny, he does a lot. Dude. Right? That's a tip of the hat to our old friend Jim Lalamere, who we'd love to get back on the show with his cheese and beer. Oh, uh, he was all like St. Patty this day out. Uh, yeah, he was, man. There, we man. should. Was, like big old grin on his face. Yeah, he, he's happy with what he does. I went and saw him not too long ago. When we recorded at your house, I made it a point to go see Jim since I was up in that old stomping ground, seeing my old apartment. And, uh, yeah. It, it was good to see him. Um, I see. I see him at the stores every now and then. Good, like cross paths. Really good guy. Show. I hope. Uh, hope. Hope. Hope we can get him back for whether it's a music discussion, baseball discussion. Cheese. Cheese. Oh Lord, was that the best? Um, we're since we've already beaten the shit out of Conk removal, and before we get to yeah. door number one, is there anything that you have that that you'd like to address that maybe? I would go nuclear over or oh, maybe because I wanted to mention this uh, sometime in the near future. Eddie and I have been talking about doing a bonus show, which we do for you probably once a year. We've mm-hmm. done two for 13 reasons why. And we'll probably do it again. If, if it, the show only seems to get better. So. Right. We did the uh, 2016 presidential election where the world did not end. The, the earth did not split open. The round earth, by the way. Nobody died and Pre- President Donald Trump was elected. We did, what was it, three hours worth of coverage, and by the time we ended, we thought Hillary had it in the bag. We all woke up up and said, Trump, we're we're texting each other and go, wow, did we fuck this up? Wow. Well, it turned around the very last minute. We're like, oh, well, President got the He got a couple of the swing states that still hadn't reported, but... What a great time. We had, we had uh, Rachel King with us. We had the uh, Eternal Flame and the Goddess of Love upstairs, Angela. for a little bit, yeah. Yep. Um, it was fun. You guys chimed in. We had a great time. Looking forward to doing it again. Um, not Is it this November? Next no. November. Yeah. 2020. I, you know, crazy, huh? They're already, like, at each other's throats. Right? That That is something that's, like, I've noticed. Like, there, so talk got, to us. We got the whole line of Democratic candidates coming out, and they're all, like, eating each other up like apparently bernie sanders is too white that, i'm that's, sorry that's the latest thing seriously oh, that like the, it's almost like like the media and the pundits and everything are and first of all bernie right now mm-hmm. because technically uncle joe hasn't thrown his hat in right he kind of implied he was you going think to joe's do gonna do it though? yes he already admitted it practically because okay. he was given a speech and he 
he he made a flub. Like he says some long lines of when I jump in. I mean, if I jump in, oh, it's happening. No, it's happening. And he pulls higher than he Bernie. gave away the storyline. He is he is not welcome back in my WWE. He 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 pulls higher than Bernie. He's the only one that does. He mm-hmm. pulls at like thirty seven, I think. Bernie pulls at like twenty seven, and then um, okay, I can and, and and look, I'm not on either of those tickets. I could see I would rather have Biden than if you go back a ways. No matter what you think of him, no matter what anybody thought of him, the guy was a class act in many respects, and in, in certain respects, he wasn't. Biden over McCain, which McCain is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather see Biden get it than McCain some years ago. If I if I had to pick the Democrat, I would prefer. Let's say let's say the Democrat has to win. Is there is that does that exist right now? For me, there is one. Okay, um, I would go with Tulsi Gabbard. Okay, uh, Tulsi Gabbard gets foreign policy a hundred percent. She's the only one. She's the only one that gets foreign policy 100%. The other Democrats have been going at her tooth and nail over it, which is what I've been saying to everybody. The Democrats are not the anti-war party. That's a crock of shit. <laughs> oh, God. Don't the get biggest me started. Biggest crock of shit. Don't get me started. Even, even Bernie Sanders is soft on that. Like, right. He would more than uh, – he opposed uh, Trump pulling troops out of Syria. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, he, voted for, he voted for bank bailouts. But That's much, a lot of much like – You know, it's like – much like feminists, much like flat earthers, much like any of these groups that only exist in a in a vacuum with their echo chamber, like you're listening to a guy on his couch recording off his laptop while his wife yells in the background, it's not your opinion that matters. You have to look at both sides. And when you look at both sides, like you and I are, are notorious. We'll look at something, might not agree, we, we'll banner back and forth, may not agree at the end, but at least we force ourselves to look at both sides of the argument. Where do we it's, sit? Well, we're not, we're not think... left, we're not right. We're correct. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Well, that's here's the thing. I, I hate, I don't think traditional measurements of right and left even apply anymore. To me, it's authority versus tyranny. You know? That's the way I see You want to hear a political joke? Sure. How long can a person last without a brain? Uh, six years in the Senate, two years in the House of Representatives, four years in the presidency. How old is AOC? <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick two-minute break. When we come back, we're going to get to the main event of the evening. Exploitation of leukemia. Is it happening? Why? And why the elitist wrestling fan can kiss my ass. We'll be right back. Welcome back, and before we get into the main event of the evening, Eddie had a point he wanted to bring up, or more specifically, I wanted him to bring up, so we could talk about it real quick. Before we get into exploitation of leukemia, Eddie, fire away. Oh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yes, my favorite whipping post. Grilling the CEO of Wells Fargo because they financed a pipeline, saying that if the pipeline links or causes a natural disaster, do you think you should be held responsible and he basically said, "We're a bank. We, we finance the construction of it. Yep. We had no. We have. We have no say in the the building of it, the design of it. I mean, the blueprints look good. <laughs> and she's like, so you don't think you should be responsible because a disaster goes? No, we don't. We're not the ones that run the pipeline. That's the kind of shit that comes out of her mouth. Well, she's ignorant. Did you see the meme I shared right after that? 
about the Death Star. About the Death Star. Oh yeah, 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 that one. Well, there is no Death Star. That's a movie. She's retarded, and I hate this. I don't say that word because I know again, titty sense of America can't say retarded, can't say this, can't say that. She really, she is dumber than a box of shit, and I, I pick on her. And someone said to me not long ago, and took a direct quote from AOC herself. You only pick on her because she's pretty. And I said to myself, when has she ever been pretty? Yes. I look at her pictures. she got these big bug eyes. She's got these nasty horse teeth. She's not a I'd, very attractive I'd woman in my, aunt, my eyes. I think she is. I'd hit it. Well, you're a different cat than I am. Like, that's about all I do. <laughs> like, I'd be like... You know, I, I don't want to meet your mama. I just want to bang, bang, bang. Oh, my Lord. But uh, that's my, my chauvinism for the day. But uh, no, she, she, here's the thing with her is, and this is the problem. She, she knows what she wants. I'll give her that. Okay. She's ignorant on the consequences. Mm-hmm. And if you call her out on being ignorant on the consequences... She'll try to turn on, around on you like you're the bad one. Like, of course she will. Well, you know, well, you're you're just you're just sexist. You're just you, you you know the facts don't matter over the morality. Well, when she showed up at that one office and said, we looked here, we looked here, we looked here, and turns out the gentleman's office wasn't even there; it was across town. No, she wasn't even in the building. Right? She wasn't even in the Senate building. Exactly. Like, yeah. She again, much like every other. Snowflake, liberal, idiot. Forget the fact that the Senate is not supposed to harass the House. Exactly. She just thinks, because because I think it, therefore it is. No, we're the ones that run everything. Horseshit. I'm not even going to fucking turn the thing. It's it's just horseshit. Yeah. Um, comment I, from the peanut gallery. Are you ready for this? A stillborn baby is smarter than AOC. Your thoughts? <laughs> No offense. Look, if any of you have ever gone through the the tragedy uh, of having a baby stillborn, he's right. <laughs> he's right. They're still smarter than I, AOC. You know what? I, honestly, I'm not going to comment on stillborn babies because there's a Good. lot of shit with that going on. How about here? Let me, let yeah. me change the vernacular. Here, rewind. Uh, An unborn baby is smarter than AOC. <laughs> yes. My niece babies up in Musa, chubba lump and smush at barely two and almost one are smarter than AOC. Yes. Wow. All right, then. So let's get on to the main event. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You watch movies? No. Shut up. Of course I do. Don't be an asshole. Of course watch, I do. You watch episodic television, which, fuck you. I've been saying this for two years. Fuck you for getting me back into episodic television. Us, you... One of us. One of anyway, us. Anyway, <laughs> you ever seen episodic television? Like, say, The Walking Dead, for example. Someone has an affliction. Well, let's say I don't. I, the only character I know is Negan. So let's say Negan, the character Negan, had cancer. Mm-hmm. Let's say the person who plays Negan had cancer of some sort. And they wrote it into the story of the show. Yet they maybe they sold a t-shirt that said Negan Strong or whatever. Is that exploitation? Well, my, 
in a sense, yes. Not, okay. Not, not, here's the thing. Not if, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan's the actor. Not, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who was a if, subject on Dr. Phil the other night, which I laughed my ass off. Not, not if, if Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in on it, mm-hmm. it's not exploitive to him. If he's he, in on it. He's not being exploited. Good point by you. Moving on. Um, I don't want to say, I don't like the word exploited, but you're definitely not respecting the audience or the product. I okay. Think. Now it's one thing. It, it's one thing to generate uh, awareness of cancer so that someone might be more inclined to drop the coins in the bucket or make a donation to whatever, which we, you know, we would all encourage. Sure. It, it, it's another, April's it coming be, up. We have our April fundraiser coming up. It would be another thing to smear a man who could be dying on TV like that. Sure. You know, to, and people people get kind of absorbed into the entertainment stuff. Continue on. Very, I like where you're going. Very, take it very seriously. Like Star Wars. Star Wars wasn't just a movie. It was part of the culture. Now they're trash. Oh. Now they're trash. But <laughs> I love but, where you're going. But you know what I'm saying? Like it mm-hmm. was it was it was baseball, apple pie, Star Wars. Keep it real. I thought it was Chevrolet. With a mostly British cash. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Well, I I must have watched the wrong well, commercial. You know what? But... Chevrolet is a good example. Apple Computer is a good example of brands that you know ingrained into the culture mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, so you know, I know where you're going with this. So, right. I'll, I'll let you take the we, ball we've and run watched, with it. <laughs> we've all watched television shows, movies, um, with tacky things. Um, we watch actors play roles. Um, some of them who have honest afflictions, who they write it into the story. Um, Connecticut resident, Joseph Mascolo, does that name ring a bell to you? Nor should it, unless you were a fan of the Incredible Hulk TV movies. Mm-hmm. He played Captain Tendelli. He also played Stefano Demira on Days of Our Lives. They wrote his illness into the story. He was okay with it and walked it through. Whatever. And he passed away two years ago. Right while, now. While doing the show? Uh, he had to, he, when he took a leave of absence, some weeks later he passed. It was like real quick. Um, the elitist members of the wrestling community, internet or otherwise, are crying the blues because Roman Reigns, yes, we've spoke about him before. Yes, we still have the hashtag fuck Reigns, is wearing a t-shirt with the orange, like his logo, but it looks like the orange, uh, leukemia ribbon about strong this and let's come out and fight this and whatever. And obviously Roman Reigns is on board. Joe Anawaii, if you will, the man behind Roman Reigns is on board. What I'm hearing is it's disgusting how the WWE is exploiting not only Roman Reigns' leukemia, but Roman Reigns is okay with it. All of you people are okay with it too. Now I had a little bit of a jab earlier today with, Longtime friend of ours who shall remain nameless. We've done his shows. And he says, well, it's tacky by wrestling standards. Now, I fought that with, I'm sorry, tacky by wrestling standards. Let's think about what we're talking about here. Wrestling. Professional wrestling that you see on television. Professional wrestling where we had a man named Dewey Robertson cut his hair in all sorts of weird shapes, paint his face green, paint his eyes blue, and call himself the missing link, as if he came out from the swamps. But that was okay. We had a man named James Harris, a 
big African-American man, paint his face, paint his pecs, paint his stomach, pretend he was a Ugandan headhunter and called himself Kamala. That was okay. We had a gentleman named Nick Dinsmore years ago who was a fantastic Amateur wrestler, professional wrestler, when he got to the WWE, he turned his jacket inside out, fucked up his hair, and called himself Eugene, which was the first that I know of. Second, I'm sorry, Norman the Lunatic was first. Mentally challenged wrestling superstar. You also had two men, both heterosexual, one that builds motorcycles for a living, the other one who is now the head producer for AEW, Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn, pretend to be gay to get their story over. Tacky by wrestling standards? I say bullshit. Wrestling is about tacky. Explain to me why I'm going to believe that a gentleman from East Texas has superpowers that come from a golden urn and can just rise up after getting his ass whooped and win a match 21 straight years at WrestleMania. Tacky? The Undertaker is tacky. All wrestling characters are tacky. Probably the only one isn't is Ric Flair because Ric Flair lives the gimmick. Whether that's real, imagined, or otherwise, well, Ric Flair now lives the gimmick for the last twenty five years. He kind of you know, he's tacky in a Liberace kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know that flamboyant look at me. Woo, sure, you know. was it but tacky? It, it's was, supposed to be exactly. It's if entertainment. It, if, it, if it's not, it's it's. It's Billy Jack Haynes. <laughs> Who's now a fucking crackpot, by the way. Is he? Oh. Watch some of his videos on YouTube, man. Oh, you'll lose your shit. <laughs> I forgot where I was going. Oh, was it tacky? When a 30-year-old man who came from the Hell's Kitchen of New York, who used to be biker, leather, full-on New York badass, decided, you know what? I've been asked to change my gimmick. I'm going to wear pink tights. I'm going to paint my face. I'm going to dye my hair. And started calling himself adorable Adrian Adonis. Oh, that that was supposed to be tacky. Exactly. Wrestling is tacky. It's Let's be honest. That's why we love it. It's entertainment. It's exactly. Sport, sports entertainment. But the problem here is, is what I'm getting is tacky by wrestling standards now they have this shirt and i've already explained it it's like the roman reigns logo but it's the orange leukemia and i I was following a car home today from middletown they had the uh you you've all seen them they're either pink or yellow or whatever for remember whatever illness or soldier or what have you yeah there's there's, oh god there's like dozens sure now that's i had one that was in black and white that uh said remember dimebag when dimebag got shot it said, you know, leukemia awareness. First of all, I think WWE, Roman Reigns, Joe Anawahi, whatever, is smart for doing this. First of all, he came out on television and said, here's what's going on with me. Okay? Loki made a point last week, week before, said that, you know, yeah, he's been out with leukemia, but he's also been filming a movie with The Rock. Does it mean I disbelieve? It? Do I think it's a work? No, I don't. I think... The illness is real. They're a publicly traded company. To do this would be tacky. However, if you remember 12 years ago, just before the unfortunate incident that happened with Chris Benoit and his family, they had a a story where somebody murdered Vince McMahon. And they had a tribute show the next week. And then the third show was supposed to be his funeral. But unfortunately, 
Chris Benoit's tragedy. That whole family thing happened. They had to scrap it. There's Vince McMahon in the middle of the ring. Hey, guys, I'm not dead. But here's what really happened in real life. It's enter-fucking-tainment, as Eddie said. You want to talk about cheesy? Why don't we talk about... We just talked about the aborted death of Mr. McMahon. What about the time Ric Flair had a fake heart attack in the ring? What about the fact that uh, The Undertaker, back in 99-ish, kidnapped Stephanie McMahon and tried to sacrifice her and have this dark wedding and all wrestling is tacky it has been it will be no matter how much you try to shift it into whatever intellectual fluff bullshit you try wrestling is tacky and you know what that's why i love it there's no reason in any way shape or form that i'm going to believe that come wrestlemania when we're at the deck in westbrook connecticut that a UFC fighter, a badass named Ronda Rousey, couldn't, with the two opponents in front of her, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, couldn't just take this fist and take out Charlotte, and this fist and take out Becky. It's called suspension of disbelief. If you think anything else, it is your time now to chime in and say, this is why I think it's tacky. Because beyond that, it's all internet wrestling community elitist bullshit. Eddie, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, uh, Ryan Springer chimed in and said they had Saddam Hussein once. True. Um, they had a Saddam Hussein knockoff. Yeah, but still. Same. You know, that's tacky. 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 Totally tacky. What but, about, um, yeah. I was at WrestleMania 10 when they interviewed a fake Bill Clinton in the stands. Yep. And he was in the middle of the blowjob controversy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tacky. Listen. You know what? It's wrestling. It's supposed to be tacky. There's no reason for me to believe, and, and look, I don't know what his background was um, with uh, fighting, real fighting. There's no reason for me to believe that Bam Bam Bigelow could have ever beaten Lawrence Taylor because Lawrence Taylor was a street kid, and it should have taken 30 seconds. At WrestleMania 11, and I was there. It was a 13, 14-minute match. Mm-hmm. Decent if you were, you know, he was a beginner. He won match only ever, Lawrence Taylor. You have to – that's what wrestling is, is a suspension of disbelief. If this person – Yes, one, one leg drop is not going to disable an opponent. No, and after you've gotten your ass beat for 20 minutes, all of a sudden you hulk out and you're back? No. No. Fuck. Are you serious? No, even, even a giant leg like that, no. No. However, there, I do believe one headbutt from Andre the Giant could have killed you. Easily. Could have killed me. Look at, look at how many. Look how many he gave to people. So, oh, <laughs> like what he do? He, actually, he did one where he hit, then he hit Hogan from behind, that held on to his head. Yes, and and kept. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Uh, on the TV, that's what it looked like. I, I'm sure it didn't touch him hardly in the least. Oh God, no, no, did they destroy him? So here, here's the thing with that with the the Roman Reigns, who's the subject of it. So we should, we should mm-hmm. probably stick on him. And and obviously, we've talked about them trying to force Roman Reigns into. Yeah, they're trying to make him the golden boy or whatever mm-hmm. they're trying to do, and they fail every time. Right. Is this... Now, I don't think Reigns is being exploited. I think mm-hmm. it's a disservice to the audience. Right. Is Reigns exploiting his illness to try to get into that top spot? You for, know, as much as... For I the hate, WrestleMania. As much as I hate to say it, no. Because I think he takes his illness seriously. I think if we're an exploitation, he wouldn't have anything to do with it. Um, when you look, and I have 
the matches that are announced for WrestleMania coming up, and Roman Reigns is not on the list. He has been challenged on the story, but nothing's accepted. He's not on the list. Um, we have champion Brock Lesnar going against Seth Rollins, uh, universal champion, I should say. Daniel Bryan, uh, his fate is undetermined, but it's not going to be Roman Reigns because it's a different show. You know how they do with yeah. the two shows. He's not in the main event picture. So to use this as a comeback and say, well, he's just going to the top and WrestleMania and title game. His thing, him. though, and, and you know this as well as I do, he doesn't have to be on the lineup. No. It could be a forced thing. Sure. You know? Absolutely. And I'm not saying uh, he doesn't take the illness seriously, but, you know, if if you got something and you're struggling to get to the top, well, he's still human. The struggle to the top is interesting because they, you know, they pushed Hogan down everybody's throats and everybody loved him. That was 30 years ago. But that's a kicker. Everybody loved Hulk Hogan. Exactly. So they ate it up. And then eventually everybody didn't love Hulk Hogan and they they shuffled. It took a while. Then they they started with Bret Hart. People wanted Bret Hart, they gave him Bret Hart. Then they wanted Shawn Michaels, they gave him Shawn Michaels. Then they tried again. Force feed, force feed, force feed. The Undertaker should have been the hottest star for 15 years. But it was it was better for him to be the omnipotent creature over here. Mm-hmm. You know? John Cena was organic. Oh, yeah. John Cena wasn't supposed to be John Cena in capital letters. No, they tried to make him, like, this. Not in the beginning. They... they he, well, he no, I tried mean, they, that. That they, was, yeah. Well, I think was, they wanted him to be the despised one. Like, he was the new punk on the street. Yeah. But no, I think everybody ate it up. Speaking of the word punk, CM Punk. They didn't want CM Punk at the top. The people wanted CM Punk at the yeah. top. Um, guys like, uh, J- they tried to push JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield. And when he got there, pe- it was good. He was a heel. People loved to hate him. You paid money to see him get his ass whooped. And when you got a good guy like Cena and people paid, now you you get to however many years later we are. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. Crowd split. But either way, you still care about John Cena. The problem is the more they kept pushing Roman, and this goes back to 2015, just before we started this show, and I watched the Royal Rumble match at Mike's house, and Roman Reigns wins, and the Philadelphia crowd is just booing the ever-loving shit out of him. So he throw his cousin out there, The Rock. That's my boy. Yeah. Good job, Roman Reigns. They boot harder. Because they know that's phony. Exactly. Well, obviously. People love Roman. Look, chicks and children love Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some guys out there that love Roman Reigns. I, I know a few myself that love Roman Reigns. I, I honestly, because I, I remember when we first talked about this, my thing was, it, you know, is this a reboot? Is he going to go away and come back? different mm-hmm. improve the the brand because they're, they're we'd be lying if we said there isn't potential yeah but the brand isn't there easiest way to get people to love roman reigns turn him heel yeah make him the most hated thing on earth and then one day he does something so heroic that you are forced to love him yeah it's that or, simple or you use him to be what remember the legend killer was a big thing that, randy orton right yeah, here yeah. sitting next to me exactly the legend killer was a big thing and and you know People like to see – I think people like to see disruption occasionally, so they like that one wrestler to come mm-hmm. in. 
and like it, you know, back in the eighties, nineties. Steve Austin one. wasn't supposed to be the biggest thing on earth. No, the people made Steve Austin the biggest thing on earth. God, if Steve Austin like came back, people would jizz. Oh, like, I'd it, lose my shit. I, I think I think that everybody would be like. All the big guys now, they push him to the side, be like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, you don't he, know shit. When he pop, pops up in like the WrestleMania's or whatever. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, stop talking. Steve is here. Yep. You know, you could be in the middle of whatever it is and you hear the glass break. That's it. Shut up. Yep. The people made it that way. Do you think in your heart of hearts that this WWE publicly traded company, just a multi-bazillion dollar entity, is exploiting Roman Reigns' illness? With the T-shirts, one of the one of the big things that, and before you answer the question, one of the big things I've heard is, well, they're not donating the proceeds. Well, here's what I have to say: is it is it up to the WWE and or Joe Anawaii, otherwise known as Roman Reigns, to report to the public that this is the money we've given? Have we not seen the WWE give to Susan G. Komen breast cancer research, Connor's cure for uh, the children? Make a wish, all this stuff. We already know the good that this company does. We already know the bad that this company does as well. Is it, first question, is it, resp- is it their responsibility to report if they're donating to this cause? As a publicly traded company, kind of. Okay, I'm, I'm willing to listen. Because the, as a publicly traded company, they get certain uh, tax incentives we don't. And, you know, just based on that alone. It should be public knowledge. Okay. Um, are they obligated to do it? Like donate? No. No. Uh, if they're not, I can tell you it would piss me right the fuck off. Understood. Because if you're going to slap that ribbon on a shirt and people are going to eat up these Well, shirts, it's not the ribbon. It's the color of the ribbon with the Roman Reigns logo. Oh, oh I thought you said the ribbon was like part of it. It's, it, it, it looks like it, but in reality... It's not. It's the color of the leukemia ribbon, but Roman yeah, Reigns logo. I mean, if that's the case, it would be a hard uh, tie to any kind of charity. So, I mean, they don't have to. I think they should if you're going to do that. Listen, it, the question is, is, is WWE the one that came up with this, or is it Roman Reigns? Good question. And said, no one has irrefutable proof, and this is what I said in the Facebook exchange. Because I don't, I don't think as a company – Honestly, WWE would want that bad press. Of course not. Roman Reigns has got nothing to lose. Right. And I said that earlier. Well, WWE is not donating any of these proceeds. Do you have irrefutable proof that this is actually the truth? And I would go to the Facebook machine. I don't want to embarrass anybody. But it was like, if you're okay with this, then fine. Go ahead with it. I'm like, that's a you're painting with broad brushes right now. Am I okay with it? No, a man suffering from leukemia, if he chooses. Anyone who listens to this show knows we have issues with it. Exactly. Whether whether or not we agree or disagree, but we have some issues. And if you're listening for the first time in a long time, maybe you should go back and check out the archives to find out if you say you're a supporter. Look, end of the day, I don't think it's exploitation at all. What I think is, is the worst thing about it is the almighty holier than thou internet wrestling community coming out and having a problem with it here's the thing i've I've said it for years this goes back 20 years if you think you could do better there's a website tender your application go work for the company show me you can do better you know who did that recently after 11 years of being away from the company 
our guest on episode 100, Bruce fucking Pritchard, mm -hmm. went back. Now I'm kind of checking the show out again. I'm seeing small steps. I'm seeing Bruce bring the old school back to the new school. Have yet to contact him. Haven't said a word to him since he got hired again, which was two, three weeks ago. But you can see it, small steps. It's going to happen. The if, good stuff's coming back. If anything, he's probably got the red pen right now mm -hmm. saying, nope, nope. Exactly. Nope. So if he's like, if in the first weeks he's just cutting out the trash, yeah. you're going to improve. Oh, yeah. You know, but again, like, like I said, with the exploit, exploitation thing, it all depends on who's exploiting what. Is it up to? I think it's Reigns. If, if this is the case, I think it's Reigns that came up with the whole thing. Is it up to Joe Inouye? otherwise known as Roman Reigns, to report out loud whether it was his idea or how much he donates to the cause, if at any. No. Of course not. Um, first, first of all, asking him to donate when he's got hospital bills is is kind of no offense. You're an asshole. Mm -hmm. if, some, if somebody's telling him to donate when it, he's got, like, I don't know what WWE is giving these guys for insurance, but if he's paying for his own leukemia, if he's got to sell some shirts to get that fucking treatment, do it. Pre-please the cherry on top. Shut the fuck up. Basically. You know, you're getting a product. You're selling a shirt. You're getting a product. Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Buy a product. Do the right thing. If that's the case. Right. But is, is he obligated to donate some of that shirt money? No. I'm sure he will. He's not stupid. You know, I invited the gentleman, and he is a gentleman. He is a friend. He's been a longtime friend to join us either via the magic of the uh, chat right here on YouTube if you're listening audio only, you don't have that luxury. I invited him just before when we came back from break. I said, here come, here it comes. We're, we're going into the Roman Reigns gimmick. I don't see him anywhere. The problem I have goes back a long, long way is that the people that sit behind a computer and think they know better than the company that rakes in millions, if not billions of dollars entertaining people and all you do is shit on the product here's an idea go watch fucking tennis it's that simple and if you wish to debate me further don't do it online do it april 7th at the deck in westbrook connecticut because i'm about to run down the card that we know so far that we're gonna have at the wrestlemania party loki's writing up the trivia no longer is Jabroni going to do it. Jabroni's going to be out there, right there with you, defending his World Heavyweight Championship title. WWE WrestleMania 35 looks like this. The Raw Women's Championship comes down. Ronda Rousey, the champion, faces Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a three-way match. That's a three-way I'd like to see. Universal Champion Brock Lesnar defends against Seth Rollins. Triple H and Batista, the match we waited 104 years for. Why? Because if you add up their ages, it comes up to 104 in a no-holds-barred match. Not sure I like that one, but the match I'm looking forward to the most that I can see other than the Ronda Rousey match is AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. That's going to be a good one. The Miz takes on Shane McMahon. Kurt Angle says goodbye in his last match versus Baron Corbin. The cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy faces... <gasps> Nobody knows because the opponent hasn't been announced yet. And, of course, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the only participant that has been announced is none other than the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Come to the deck, April 7th, Westbrook, Connecticut. Drink specials, food specials, Loki and Jabroni, trivia contest. It's going to be a fantastic 
time. And remember, you come to the deck wearing any Loki and Jabroni gear, we'll buy you a drink. Amen to that. Where can you get that gear? You can get it at cafepress.com forward slash Loki and Jabroni and pick out one of our many, many styles. Walk in wearing a bumper sticker on your forehead. I might buy you two drinks at that point. And uh, if you're on Team Loki or Team Jabroni, you can get a Loki and Jab- or Jabroni curse word t-shirt. That's right. Purple hat for Loki, red hat for Jabroni. Yes, a lot of good stuff coming. Anything you want to pimp plug or otherwise push upon the people before we say goodnight? Uh, no, I'm pretty good. All right, I'm yeah. not. So I'm going to say it now. Of um, coming not. up, shut up. Coming up soon will be the third installment of My Journey with Music is the second installment of the ABCs of Me. Fantastic run through some of my favorite songs going A through Z. I believe this time it was J through P. I can't be certain. Let me look over here. Hold on. It was J through R. So there you go. Now we have it. Secondly, tomorrow night, if you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on audio only later in the week, CNJ Speedway Review, the NASCAR podcast, is coming back with our recap of California. A great weekend of racing. Congratulations to Kyle Busch on his 200th win and Cole Custer for stopping it the day before on the Xfinity Series. And we're going to preview Martinsville, which I will watch none of because my daughter will be in town and we're going to be doing a whole lot of fun stuff. I'll be listening to it on whatever radio outlet has it, whether it's MRN, PRN, JRN, BBC, ABC, Gimmick Schnabitz Furnham. BBC does NASCAR? No, but I th- I'd throw it in there. Yeah. I'm surprised NASCAR has gone global. It was for a while. They had races in Mexico. They had races in Japan. It's a, Well, they still do the Mexico race every year on the Xfinity Series. Huh. It's a road course, by the way, so you should tune in. They turn left and right. Don't believe it. Idiotist asshole. Yep. Anyway, (laughs) check those out. They're on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you steal your favorite podcasts from. Don't forget, if you want to donate to the show, it is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Loki and Jabroni. Feel free. Do what you got to do. Soon we'll be announcing our April fundraiser. It may be a year-long fundraiser. I'm trying to tie some loose ends with... uh, the aforementioned Betty. And we're going to get, this one is going to mean a lot to us kids. Not that every other one that we haven't done hasn't meant something, whether it's Chad Hatfield and Team World Vision or Cancer Awareness or what have you. This one's going to be a big one. And it's going to be a big dedication to a very special young lady we lost this past week. So to all of you, from all of us, um, first of all, Loki, wherever you are, we hope you're doing okay. We'll see you next week. Uh, Loki hurt his back earlier this week, and uh, we were unsure if he was going to be here tonight. And obviously, Randy Orton took his place. Randy didn't say much. I'm kind of pissed off at that. I know. You usually can't get him to shut up on TV. Exactly. By the way, if you guys want to see a great promo, go look up uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles promo from SmackDown a week and a half ago. You'll have a good time. But for the rest of you, have a great night. Thank you for tuning in. And Eddie, got anything to say? Enjoy the week. Later.